good morning. This is Mimu. It's a Sunday morning and the sun is out in London. And I was thinking about how life happens in a series of moments. Life changes. Whether it is grief, losing a job, diagnosis, an end of a relationship. Life happens in a series of moments. And the decision you make at the end of that word that is given to you will determine how you get through. This Sunday morning, I am reminded of the recent loss of my baby sister. When I heard the news, two seconds I had I knew my baby sister loved me, she knew I loved her, and that settled it. There was no regret. But my specialty is process. And if you play with the words process, you always have corpses, dead things. Life happens in a series of moments and things change. Depression settles in. The struggle to climb, climb out of the rabbit hole. And the battle to stay sane. Life is cruel sometimes. Life happens in a series of moments. And I just wanted to remind you the decision that you make in that first few seconds will determine how you get better or where you go. My sister, I decided immediately I was going to take a year sabbatical because I knew I couldn't handle the loss. Life happens in a series of moments, my friend. I was diagnosed with a chronic pain syndrome illness. And I turned and I looked at the doctor and I said, I'm going to reinvent myself. Resilience is built. The muscle of resilience is built against adversity. Let nobody tell you I'm going to buy it, but you tell you how to do it. It is the force that is coming against you and the battle for your mind and how you are going to get through. Enjoy your day. I gotta run. It's Christmas Day. I hope, well, it's not Christmas Day, it's Sunday and I need to get out to church. So I hope you enjoy this. Choose a day. Hello. Hello. I have just started this thing, so I am not sure how it works. So I'm gonna keep trying. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm alright. It's Sunday morning in London. 
I hear you're about to go to church. I I totally respect that. I don't want to keep you too long. I just That's wanted okay. um I just wanted to say I really like your topic life happens in a series of moments. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um I've been thinking more and more about, you know, the value of time. Mhm. And the fact that so many of us from such a young age we get told where to dedicate our time to and in a way it almost feels like this might sound kind of conspiracy theory i guess but you know i feel like we're brainwashed in a lot of the sense of what to value and what not to value and so many of us go through life without realizing that our time is ours to spend and that that's the most valuable thing that we can do is you know spend it on the people that we love or spend it on making a difference in the world service all of that but because so many people around the world especially in western worlds have devalued that and you know it's all about making the next dollar mhm that's where i feel society has taken a real hit because it doesn't you know only hurt the self the soul the community but everyone on a global scale is then impacted by that well i'll give you two, uh, my immediate thought and i i'd like to explain to you why i answered the way to i am british born but kenyan raised so i have two or three interesting cultures within me and therefore i respond even based on how i deal with age because I'm a bit of middle-aged um and and look at what I've gone through when we are born it is true there is the societal pressure the familial pressure the expectation to conform so whether it's the church you go to whether it's the school you go to whether it is even what career you go for and i think that at times god has a sense of humor and he lets you get through all this and then one time he says okay now i'm going to change everything and then you hit an existential crisis whether it's through loss of a job dissatisfaction with a job as i grew older i and especially because i grew away from my family i threw away the clock i started mm. understanding seasons versus time time is 9 to 5 time is midnight to midnight but then there are seasons in your life there are seasons of growth there are seasons of adversity there are seasons of laughter there are seasons of grief so you've got all these seasons that you go through but they have no time and because of what was his name was it um the guy who changed the gregorian calendar and time we then therefore limit whatever we are going through or we are trying to grow through or grow in and therefore say um for example you decide um i like i did i want to write a book i thought yeah i'll do it in a year <laughs> but my body said no my body said you're going to do it at our pace it took me 5 years did i accomplish my goal yes did i succeed yes who measures who measures my success me 
or people. And so yeah, I agree. In my opinion, is that as you grow old, I don't, I'm not going to tell you, ask you how old you are, is that you start shedding these thoughts and ways and then creating an individual within yourself and deciding this is what I determine as. This is what I think it is. I have been in a season of grief for a year because I lost my baby sister. And then in January, I was like, whoopie-doo, let's start bouncing. I tell you, I've, I've only written 600 words because I've, I'm still in a period of grief. And so I'm going to do, I make the decision, like I said, life happens in a series of moments. I did not think that I would lose my baby sister before me. Now that changes everything about me. What is my purpose? Why am I here? What would this girl want me to be? Am I going to be defined by time? Or am I going to be like my baby sister who at the age of 44 was in the streets of Los Angeles feeding the, the, the homeless and, and doing her thing and we didn't know. Yeah. And so let, as you grow, it is not bad to listen to what is right. Um, but I do also believe that understanding times and seasons is very important because like university is four years, that is a season. You can't be told you have to finish your degree in two years, two and a half years. What is the price to paying for yourself mentally, physically, and, and whatever? So who's conditioning and telling you what to think? I, I was talking about this exact topic to my partner earlier about mm-hmm. cycles of life. You know, you might have good days and you'll have bad days and you just have to expect and it's about our reactions and how we hold ourselves in those moments. And I think what you said is spot on, you know, it is a season of life, if, whether you're going through grief or happiness or, you know, whatever, to, to expect it to change is really the smartest thing you can do in life because, you know, you might look at someone who has everything in life one day And it's not necessarily to put any, you know, you should never put anyone on a pedestal. We're all equal. Um, So, you know, whether someone has everything financially or everything, you know, in a, in whatever sense they have it, it's never that they have more than you. It's just that they're at a different place in life. And to talk about cycles and the seasons of emotions. And I really like how you explained it. I've never heard anyone explain emotions as seasons which really rings true I think to anyone who might be you know anyone who listens to that it would spark some kind of resonance I think I could be wrong (laughs) no no I think that um, I I will be honest Um, one of the things my my dad's my homie best friend and I discuss with him a lot he's 87 and when I was very young, he, 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 he gave me a chapter in the Bible, I think it's Ecclesiastic 2 or 3, where it talks about times and seasons, uh, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to whatever. They were there about 14 of them, I can't remember all of them. And it was later in life, about 30 years later, that I got what my dad was saying, 
so for example um one of the things i say okay so feelings for me are not they're neither here nor there you know they don't mean anything until you decide what to do and how you respond to those feelings some are good some are bad right but so when i think about the season of grief or the season of loss it would be very foolish for me to deny the facts that i have lost a very core member of my family it would be also very foolish to think that i'm going to be able to concentrate in in writing or not snap at my friends who go on christianese it is well and i'm thinking lord jesus help me it is not well okay yeah. <laughs> get out of my face or the people who say i understand i'm like do you yeah you didn't lose a sister and i can't wait right so feelings for me and and one of the things that i have found very useful over my time is that i park myself in therapy and i ha- i suffer from depression and so i know that my feelings can be crazy they can i can get so much in despair that i know like all oh my god therapist now right so i'm very quick to know when i'm almost going down the rabbit hole but i learned to embrace those difficult times I learned to say okay there's nothing wrong with feeling sad there's nothing wrong with feeling like I want to give up on life but I'm going to give you and I say to myself I'm going to give you 7 days to feel sorry for yourself then get up with a plan It's a good and that's I, a good strategy Yeah and I also a, have a time limit to feel I think yeah. the Dalai Lama used to do something I heard a story a friend of mine told me a story about the Dalai Lama I think it was mm-hmm. the Dalai Lama I could be completely wrong but mm-hmm. you know if they heard that um you know the monks had been ki- monks had been killed or someone had been killed mm-hmm. they would feel that pain for 1 to 3 minutes and cry mm-hmm. and grieve but then after that they would release those emotions because the emotions are not who we are it's a hu- it's part of that human experience and we're all actually one so the more we pour the sadness out you know then in return we get that sadness back but if we look at everything if we l- let things pass through us and keep as like an open channel for the goodness and unconditional love of god and source then that's what we will pour back into the world and i think that's probably one of the biggest teachings is just as much as you can reach that unconditional love and compassion for others you're on the right track i think that um with things like grief or loss of a relationship or loss of a job whatever it is we are very different personally So my personality is very different from yours. Um there are people who get over stuff very quickly. Their and quickly is 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 relative. It can be 2 weeks, 3 weeks. Um others like me it can be years for some stuff and then I wake up one morning and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, this has happened. Okay, move away, right?" Mm-hmm. Um 
I'm more I'm more the years person. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm dying. Yeah, but the the the, the truth is is that eight billion of us were made uniquely. You know, it would be very foolish to make a general judgment, not to mention from the statistics or something like the DSM-5, which is the measuring criteria for things like mental health based on, a, on, on very few people, because we all don't present in any case anywhere. So for example, I we're six in our family, and whenever happens, everybody turns to me because they know, oh my God, she's the one who's going to cry. And she'll express everything we don't express in our family. And I've gotten used to it. So I, I, I embrace, because that's how I deal with my grief. I've got to pour it out. Mm. The other way is I write. I wake up and I write myself a missive. And I write for one hour, expressing my emotions. It would be very foolish on my part to deny what I am feeling or for another person to not to to not express either frustration because it's not just grief there's frustration there's anger there's a lot of stuff now I have a, a second diagnosis which is fibromyalgia if you've heard of it I had yeah so one of the reasons for fibromyalgia is unresolved pain so you remember pain sits in our DNA. Every muscle tendon, if you don't deal with it, it's going to sit there and the day it wakes up, it is going to come out. Do you then, then deny... One way or another. <laughs> yeah. So then do you deny the process? Do you then deny yourself the process of accepting, say for example, a person who's gone through sexual abuse and has actually the brain has decided I'm not going to deal with this right now and disassociate are you then going to deny a person who recognizes that they were sexually abused into two or three seconds or they have to go through the process of acknowledgement and then undoing the yarn because there's pain and there's shame and there's uh, might have to tell people and I don't know what to do with this. And the brain sometimes says, I can't take the amount of pain that you're passing on through to me and I'm going to stop. So I think um, that like times and seasons, everything we go through has its time and place. I'm not a conspiracist. Um, and I also mm, No, I don't think you are. If anything, no, I'm, I think... <laughs> I'm just mentioning something. I'm just yeah. mentioning something. I, I, I believe in research and in, 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 in my own experience. But what I do know is that today we are struggling as a world. First of all, for example, we have post-pandemic issues, PTSD from the pandemic, and we're talking mm-hmm. about globally. Being indoors for a year is not normal. Then you come out another year and you're not sure, do we have COVID? Don't we have COVID? Will I get COVID? And then I don't have a job. We've lost our job. We've lost our mortgage. And nobody is dealing with the global pain and stress that we're going through. 
And that's why we are seeing younger people with more mental health issues. We've got people between 45 and 60 killing themselves. Nobody's dealing with the soul of the earth. The soul well, of the earth. I agree in a lot of respects, but I disagree. I think if you look to... Like, I think there have always throughout history been, you know, organizations, you know, people that... And I'm... I'm I'm happy to agree to disagree. I think church is a great place to go. I Mm -hmm. I personally have found chronic healing, which is energy healing, and it's um, Mm Christian-based. But it's basically using ancient knowledge of how to shift energy. And there's so much evidence throughout history that... We, there's a whole bunch of knowledge that has kind of been eradicated from that Pluto sorry my dog is going is chasing a cat um, but I, I think there are you know there are so many places who have dedicated their lives to bettering the energy and, and this is something that um, Master Ko and Grandmaster Chokok Su has really put their life effort into is explaining you know, that if you can change the energy, you can change the people because we're all energy. You know, whether you're a cat, a dog, a human, you know, if you see videos of animals coming up to humans asking for their help, you know, everyone, every every being communicates, whether it's a waterway or a forest in the bush, you know, everything can communicate. We may not all speak the same language. We might not all speak, you know, the same dialect or the same words or have the same ideas but we can all communicate so for me i think the solution to the the world's problems is finding the middle ground rather than looking at the differences because there will always be differences and that is the unique beauty of the world but it's about finding you know it doesn't matter there's there will always be things that don't work that we have to trial and error but if we start focusing on what does work and we feed our energy into that that's where i think you know time time can extend for everything because we're all growing and we learn the lessons at different times and that's perfectly fine and beautiful but if we if we don't give you know grace to those that are learning the lessons that we may have learned in a different lifetime or at a younger age then we're not giving them the space to do the work that they need to do so I think it's all about finding balance and I think the biggest thing for myself at this moment which I've learned in this conversation thank you because this is like therapy (laughs) you're amazing Um, but I really think I think the main point in life is to find the balance and harmony within and then that will ripple out and spread okay so um i i was actually something popped into my mind as you were speaking um i made a huge discovery the other day that um they did some kind of healing stuff um in 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 our in our tribe because i'm kenyan and therefore i have a tribe and all that when people came back to war from war they would use the horns of cattle how we use cupping 
so they would use the horns i don't know what they think heat the horns and then place them on the back on the spine continuously down on one side or the other to remove whatever they believed has come from the war zone and i was sitting thinking this is interesting because i don't remember the year back that it was actually pictured and i was thinking the chinese do copying and we just did copying differently and i found yeah. that very fast very fascinating i am a christian yes but i also decide what i'm going to explore on and so i always advise people for example um i remember the first time my my dad heard i was going for therapy he was like you are doing what he was very not happy he was not a very happy african don't take my business anywhere you know asking daddy i need an objective place i can talk to somebody because you're gonna try and start smothering me and telling me what to do i found cooking therapy helpful so my african self took myself onto a couch and i've spent years in therapy getting help i've learned meditation silent mm-hmm. breathing even when i'm in distress i've learned about response thanks to coming back to the united kingdom so as a christian we do believe in the works of our god but we also have to question what we believe who we are based on what everybody else has told you from the age of 5 and then you assimilate you integrate what is good what you do not want to be part of you let go it's very simple for me i i remember my very early years i believed life was about suffering and i was shocked to find out it was a buddhist quote one of the tenets of buddhism i was shocked and i had never had anything to do with buddhism so exploring and exploring what is that suffering is is that something is the buddhist quote something about suffering as a choice pain pain is inevitable but suffering is a choice or something i can't remember i think life is i don't know the whole quote but i do know that um one of my favorite um Confucius Lewis who is a, a reluctant convert said that uh, it is easier to fix a a a a broken but wait I can't remember what it is I better make sure I give you the right quote I don't want to give you the right quote That's but right. he was talking about pain and suffering and he was saying that if you want to follow Christianity I wouldn't advise you to I'd advise you to get a bottle of pot drink the pot and don't follow Christianity drink the water he said a drink a bottle of pot uh of pot <laughs> you know yeah. and he said don't follow Christianity because true Christianity is what you're talking about dying to self and unconditional love and i believe that a lot of the unconditional love that we talk about is very difficult um i i i'm one i always tell people i like people but i don't love everybody that's my honest truth because i'm sitting there thinking lord have mercy i want to punch this person next week and they're probably thinking oh i got to set aside holy ghost and and, and deal with her but i think for me uh, both as a, as a christian a british a kenyan a Whatever 
is that God put us on this earth and we better learn from each other and celebrate the the beauty of our similarities and then learn from our differences. If you then choose to accept what is different or not, then we then agree to disagree because what we've done now is that if I don't agree with you, then I It's a safe you. space. Right. Yeah. So. That's one of the difficulties of it. I think you said something really, really beautiful about, and I think this goes for any religion, is, you know, there, regardless of what the truth is, we all have our own truth. And, and I think, you know, God made everything. Like, God is energy, God is the plants, God is every, like, God made everything and we are... A piece of God's consciousness and I think personally this is my own bel- this is m- what I have come to terms with for myself like it doesn't have to be anyone else's truth and I'm okay with that but I think why we are here on this planet is because it's almost like decompartmentalization so you know God is unconditional love and I think even God him needs whether it's a female or male or whatever, like I don't need to, you know, it's not about proving a point. It's about understanding that unconditional love for yourself. And if you put God above everything else, then, you know, that just means unconditional love. So accepting people as where they are and loving them and helping them if you can and not hurting them if you can't help them. I think that's like the same goes for us, you know, if we cannot understand someone else, it's not to, it's never to judge because, you know, we are not perfect necessarily. The only thing we can do at the end of the day is try and be the best version of ourselves. And I think everyone does the best that they can with that to a certain extent. But I also think that, you know, there are energies out there that if they can distract us, if they can take us away from understanding unconditional love, that is our teacher as well. So it's never to harm us. It's just to show us to come back to that unconditional love. I, I believe, and because I gotta run, is that God is infinite and He's inside and outside and inside me, around me, with me, in the world, in the oceans, outside the galaxies, and then I'm trying to understand Him. That does not even make sense to me. I struggle um, understanding infinite. However, I am part of this wonderful human being who's forgiving and amazing and loving and awesome. But he also said, honey, I give you a brain. Go read. Go find out something. Do something. Come out and be a better person so that when you come home, I'll be like, girl, well done. You did something good. You know? The second thing is like you said about animals and and, um, and plants. One of the things that I love dogs and cats they just love you. They don't care yeah. whether you're sick. They do not care. They love you. All those are expressions of unconditional love. 
I always say, when a baby hears, and I'm talking about sound, the sound of the mother, the baby giggles and just laughs itself happy. Why? Because it knows right there is safety. Therefore, well, all, chil- all children Sorry, come. Go. All children come from unconditional love and God's source, right? Exactly. So, yes. so if, if we if we came here, I think our biggest lesson is to look at everything as you know they. In pranic healing, we've we've learned um, Atma Namaste, which means, and it's not necessarily a it's Sanskrit. It's not necessarily a religious quote. And I think over time, I think religion more and more has become an infrastructure of power and things. And I'm not saying oh, like I don't I don't think religion's bad, but I think you know humans and our brains of have have developed this understanding of control and power which is all ego based and i think everything we've been here to learn is to unlearn that and to relearn love so if we look at our brothers and sisters if we look at the world around us and we say how can i love better how can i be of service more to this world around me and i think every religion has their own idea ideology or concept of this and you know god is everything in my view anyway god is everything so if if you know if some people want to call god buddha or some people want to call god jesus i think god is god god is god created everything he's in all of us he's in everything like you know if i spoke spanish i would say food as la comida but i'm english so i say food you know it doesn't make the Spanish people wrong for saying la comida that's just their language of how they speak it so it's like it's it's just our perception and I think at the end of the day if we come here and we can learn to accept ourselves even if it's incremental and we can learn to accept our brothers and sisters and we can learn to see that maybe we've been wrong in the past and maybe we've you know said oh i don't agree with that person or i i don't accept this that's fine to not accept it but at the end of the day if we can say but i i love the fact that we're different i love the fact that we can talk about this and have you know some sort of common ground that you know treat others how you'd want to be treated or you know don't harm you know i think that's the basis of every religion and if everyone came together in that respect and instead of instead of always like I think so often in our world we're looking for the problems and I think a lot of it has to do with our programming with the news and you know we're constantly being fed these narratives of this tragedy is happening in the world and that tragedy if we focused on what can we do like in pranic healing we pray and we meditate and uh master ko if you look up his facebook i think you'd really enjoy him so i i'm going to mention him again i'm sorry but if you if you like you meditate and you have good intentions and you spread those good intentions with consciousness of mind it actually you know ignites that light and that that common ground between souls and between 
you know, between God. And that's what I think God wants is for us to come together, not for us to split apart. Absolutely. Because we're all and, part of it. Yeah, I think that um, with chronic illness, and I'm just thinking, I was a very healthy young woman. I was active. I was swimming, tennis, everything. And one day my body said, we are going to start this, that, this, that. And by the time I got a diagnosis, and then later on I got lupus, I was sitting thinking, what happened to my life? And the interesting thing, there are days that I seemingly, and I say this seemingly, think that, this is going to work and it's going to get better but the interesting thing is that I have helped more people sitting on my couch or sleeping on my side uh, when I'm having a flare than I could have in my job and so there is a positive for my my chronic illness it also taught me to think about myself first because I just thought of everybody else. I never took care of myself. And then I think God said, knock, knock, little lady. I gave you life and yeah, wonderful. But if you don't love your neighbors, you love yourself, then this is why you're ending up with all these complications. I also know that you're born dying. So you're born dying. And so you come from God's world you come and help a few people and then you go on I think the key thing is like you said when we talk about celebrating our uniqueness and our similarities let us think about how to impact our small communities sometimes people you know go to platforms when you haven't even influenced your family issue of perspective is also interesting and we have these conversations in our family is that there is your truth right and and I don't mean that in a disrespect we are four children and And so we my brother talks about something and I'm like what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about and then my sister but but it happened and then my sister like oh but this and this I'm thinking where was I when all this happened and then I'd say something and then whatever. So my truth of a certain incident may not necessarily be the truth. So I'll give you an example. Um, uh, and I know we've taken such a long time. I grew up thinking I was unwanted for years. Because of course being the first one, I think somehow I got forgotten, became surrogate parent and blah, blah, blah. But one day, uh, my therapist asked me to go and speak to my parents and said, can you ask them how exactly you were born? Well, not the whole other stuff. And so I called my mom. I said, Ma, can you tell me what happened to me when I was born? And my mom says, oh, my God, we were so excited. You were our first baby, blah, blah, blah. I'm hearing this for the first time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, my dad said, my mom said, oh, well, you know, you are preemie and um, because she had toxicemia and then my dad 
the minute she gave birth because she had a cesarean section my dad picked me up and said he was walking out with his daughter and the doctor said what is wrong with you where are you going with the kid he said um this is my mom and my daughter because i'm named after my dad's dad and then i yeah. called my dad i said dad do you remember when i was born he said yeah 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 I said yeah i was called urgent you know Niku, you could have died i sat there for 10 days looking at you like so small it's over the size of the palm of my hand and then i was thinking you can't die and i used to come and sit and, and i'm thinking this african man did that because it is so mm-hmm. contrary to the tradition right yeah i sat down i called my folks i said thank you for wanting me because you willed me to live you willed me with your love and your battle for this little one who was weak and I woke up and this was past 45 and I discovered I was wanted cannot imagine that how that changed my life just questioning the tradition questioning what we are not allowed to question and as a Christian I always say I'm not into apologetics yes I do listen and I mean, I do value good study in Christianity and the Bible, but I will question that which I believe I don't understand. Why this? Why that? And that's why, and I must end this, my family calls me Auntie Why. My niece and my nephews call me Auntie Why. Why? She will keep asking why. And as I go, <laughs> Remember, we shall continue this conversation. Yeah. Uh, life happens in a series of moments. It can change into joy. It can change into challenges. But the decision you make within the first few minutes of even hearing a diagnosis will determine how far you go with your discomfort. And I promise you, Yes, you will fall apart about three days later. But because your brain heard your decision, I will reinvent myself like I did. I'm only one of the 12 that is not on a wheelchair from a first class in pain management. So I believe it. I know it. As a man thinketh, so is he. So this week, ladies and gentlemen, think right. And son, shall we continue another time? Definitely. I love you, Auntie. I'm going to call you Auntie YY, but I love you so much. And I'm sending a big cuddle. If you could say a prayer for me at church, I would really appreciate that. And I'll keep you in my prayers. All right. God bless you. Take care. God bless. Love you. Bye. I love you.